Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Dana Brooke uh, respect gimmick. What about I wasn't here last week. What about me going to the aid of our uh, Dana Brooke band? What about that, bro? Yeah, man, I had, heard, I had seen that in uh, a story on the sheets, but I don't really know what happened. I, I guess she just had a, a rough match, and some people were like, it wasn't that bad. Other people were like, it's the worst thing I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, she was having a rough match, and the marks you know, got to her online, so she tweeted out, okay, yeah, you're right, I'm terrible. I'm awful. I shouldn't be in the business. So I could see that they were getting to her. And I'm just like, F these marks, bro. Like, seriously, you know, bro, I, I got to tell you. And, 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 and Ben, we're like this with Stevie. But, but listen, Ben, you're, you're, bro, Stevie knows, man. Bro, I don't work out. I, I, I yo-yo diet back and forth because I really freaking lack the discipline. Ben, you do work out because you still are a professional athlete, but I think you and I would both agree that you don't have the the commitment or whatever it is Stevie has. You know, oh, with, it, yeah, right. It's ridiculous. No. But yeah, my diet's the shits. It pisses me off because I, mean, I work yeah. hard in the gym. But that's why when I look at Stevie, please correct me if I'm wrong. When I look at Dana Brooke. That's a female Stevie Richards, bro. I don't care how bad her work is. I mean, Ben, like you always say, committed to the bit. You look at that woman and you know working out is a priority. Dieting, you know it. Bro, there isn't an ounce of fat on that woman. So, you know, you you got some 500-pound, you know, neck beard sitting back and criticizing Dana Brooke. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I mean, right or wrong, Stevie, I mean, you look at her and you know this girl's work ethic is through the roof. If she's not good in the ring, she's not good in the ring. It doesn't mean she's not working and, you know, she's not in the gym every day. Because you you can tell she's committed, right or wrong, Stevie. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I wouldn't even, like, if there is any kind of flaw in her work, you blame the system. You blame developmental. You blame the performance center. 
you blame NXT for saying you're a star. And then you go to Raw and SmackDown and hey, you're not prepared for any of that stuff. Uh, yeah, she has a lot more discipline and she actually has competed officially in bodybuilding. So she has way more discipline than all three of us put together to be able to do that. The problem, I think, in bodybuilding, and it's also in wrestling, they are also some of the most insecure people mm -hmm. that you'll ever meet. I'm not saying it makes her a bad person, but it makes her an easy target for the, the marks you're talking about that just want to, they wouldn't be baby. They, <laughs> Vince, these people, no matter what level of success you, you, you know, are a prime example, no matter what level of success, no matter what accomplishments you have, they will find a way to go above you and then put you right down. Yeah. Well, John yeah. Cena was only main event for seven years, not nine. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ben, you, you you know, come on, bro. You you compete, man. You you know what it takes, and you look at her, and I, and it's like, bro, this girl just reeks hard work. And you know, bro, if she, if she's not the best wrestler in the re, in the ring, like Stevie said, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons for that. But these these neck like th then I'm going to get into something later on in the show where I'm going to make a comparison. But um, can I follow up on one thing? About absolutely, this? real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, man. Real quick. I personally experienced this. I've per personally witnessed this at least ten to fifteen times during my time in WWE. They treat or view hard work as an opportunity to rib you, to make you work harder, to make you, they will plan. I used to get the, you know, if you could just lose 10 pounds, then if you could gain 10 pounds, then if you could change your, I mean, they'll just think of all these things to make you jump through the hoops. Then in the end, it's your fault because you didn't get it over. Were you ever told uh, if only you can grow a Frito Bandito mustache? Was that Was that ever proposed to you? That was Raven's idea off and on for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was. <laughs> uh, ben, I want to hit, I, you know, bro, go, going through these these shows, it, it's, it's a waste of everybody's time. It, it's not worthy of our time. What I want to hit upon are the, uh, the, 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 the notes that we all have, the things that we want to talk about. So, like, I go, um, then, then you'll go, then Stevie go. And let's. There are there are three things uh, I want to talk about on this show. Um, three things. I'm going to start with Dominic because he was in the opening segment. Uh, ben, help me with this because I think I finally put my finger on it, and oh and and maybe you can break this down for me, bro. Dominic has never worked with me. And, you know, I, bro, again, like, I don't want to get heat with Conan. I know he, Dominic is – let, let's let's go through it. Dominic is Conan's godson. Dominic is Rey Mysterio's son, whose – Rey Mysterio was very good to me throughout my entire career, without a shadow of a doubt. I love the man. I am – I'm just trying to get across – why this character has never worked for me. And I think I finally put my finger on it last night. One of the problems I was always having from day one is, bro, he just looks like a kid. I, I mean, literally, bro. He, Bro, do you know he's the same age as Bron, ba Bron Breaker? 
You would never know that, bro, because when I look at Braun Breaker, I believe this guy. Like, I believe, okay, bro, this is a legit professional wrestler. I can only imagine his life growing up, being the son of Rick Steiner. Like, and he's Dominic's age. So when you put those two guys back to back, to me, Dominic looks like a kid. But Ben, I think I finally put my finger on it last night. And please break this down for me. Bro, what they're attempting to do through creative is they're attempting to make him a a young punk, you know, who, okay, who, you know, now, now, dad, the tables have turned. Now I could kick your ass. But they've also, they've also decided to make him a chicken shit heel. Yeah, yeah. Ben, my problem is if you are through and through, and bro, we, we've, we've seen him on Dr. Phil. You've seen him. If you are a young punk with a chip on your shoulder, you can't be a chicken shit heel at the same time. The, those, those two things just don't go together. You're, you're, you're either a young punk, a bully, pushing people around, thinking you're better than everybody else, or you're a chicken, you're a chicken shit. Marrying those two, I, I, I think that's the problem I'm having, bro. What, one minute he's tough guy. He wants to fight his dad. And the next minute he's putting mommy in front of him. It's, it's, it's just not, it's just not melding with me, Ben. Tell me your thoughts on that. Yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, what you pointed out there is absolutely right. I just don't know if I agree that you can't uh, put that chocolate and peanut butter together and, and still have something that tastes great because he, the whole thing is that he's a spoiled rich kid who didn't have to work for anything who now acts like he's in a street gang and that he went to jail and it's the parody of that, right? That is all chicken shit heel stuff to me, talking tough and hiding behind people. Like, you you want some, come get some, but first you got to face you know, these guys to do that. So I think there's plenty of chicken shit stuff inside the being the young punk, I guess is you can talk like a young punk, but when it comes time to pay it off and, and step up against his dad, he had to, cause they wanted to see him get put over the, his dad's knee or whatever. But uh, going forward, I don't mind the hit and run tactics or, or putting a human shield in front of you because my character is not a young punk, but I've used a lot of human shield tactics like that to escape uh, getting heat paid off on me or some, me just escaping in time to laugh at them and get away, which is a very, I guess I'm an old punk uh, thing to, <laughs> to do. Uh, so I, I think your assessment of what they're doing is there. You might not be feeling it because they're splitting the focus between these two characters, are you going to go hard in one way? But I think you can kind of run both of those lanes at the same time. Now, maybe some of the choices that you could make are limited because of that, but I think it also opens up a couple different options for you to play out that game of hit and run, human shield, whatever it is. Stevie, is, is this working for you? I mean, yes, no. If so, either way, why? Well, uh... It works for me in relation to what else they have on the show. That the bar is set so low that when we get any kind of what I would term Memphis style baby face and heels, like your traditional heels that are chicken shit or any sort of way or applying that, 
I mean, you think about it, the baby faces are doing almost the same exact thing that Dominic does, jumping people from behind, hitting them, saying things that are very insulting. Seth Rollins is making fun of a guy that could have never come back into the business. And now it's an angle where you're expected to cheer the guy that tried to end the other guy's career. Very, very strange. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here's the thing, too. How can Rhea Ripley, this is why I have a bigger problem with, Rhea Ripley is like matching up with Solo and all these killers that are in the company that are male. But you use this savage Elizabeth spot, and now she's a flower. I, I'm waiting for somebody yeah. to deck her because she's every bit as tough as the, as the guys. Isn't that the way she's being presented, Ben? A hundred percent right on that of like, oh, I'll get in your face and I can kick the shit out of anybody. But when it comes time to, oops, I'm a girl. Don't don't hurt me. Don't hit me when I when I everything I do is about domination and, and kicking the shit out of people. One thing I do like that uh, is the show don't tell aspect of Dominic is absolutely the commitment to the Eddie Guerrero hair, the Eddie Guerrero uh, offensive package. So they're paying respect to all fans who are in their 40s who watched it ever since then when that storyline went down. And it's inferred that Eddie is still his father, and they're not saying it and beating you over the head with it. They're just doing it with the visual. I think it's a very good commitment because you just, that's what Dominic has to do is just – uh, be that look and not say it. And and that's, I think, a very cool thing that they're doing that is a, a attention to detail they usually don't have. So I got to believe that's probably Conan and Ray's idea, <laughs> you know, more than anything. All right, Stevie, do you have a, uh, do you, your turn, do you have a pet peeve you want to bring up from this show last night? Because I've got plenty of them, but I want you guys to throw out what uh, what you want to talk. Good, good, bad, or indifferent, bro. Well, I would say this is the consistent bad in the formatting, and I'll I'll pass it back to you guys who have written TV and written wrestling. How do you get around the the tired old trope of the format of entrance promo? It just the time filler of entrance promo, and then your main event. I can go, I can go cook a bunch of steaks during the entrances, commercials, backstage, mm-hmm. till we finally get to a match that's still. Too incredibly long, especially with Monday Night Football coming up. So my question first to you, Vince, and then Ben, if you want to pick it up, yeah. like how how can this format change to be brought up to 2023 with attention deficit a deficit mm-hmm. disorder, people who don't even have that, who don't even want to sit through three hours of this stuff every week? How how do you fix it? Go ahead, Ben. Oh, uh, you're sitting with the master of it right here, uh, Crash TV. One scene needs to blend into the next one. So we're not wash, rinse, repeat. There needs to be action backstage that spills out in the audience and comes through the arena. So everyone's looking around. There needs to be that stuff up in the concourse. There needs to be battle royals where 10 to 20 people enter at one time. Uh, You know, there needs to be a big uh, something happening in the parking lot. We're not getting any of these scenes where uh, there's nothing really taking place off site as well nobody's throwing the belts off the fucking bridge or anything along those lines we're not using the cities we go to as backdrops to tell the story uh uh, you know a little bit more and what's uh, makes them famous and let you know where we're in this big city this week so there's a lot of things that are just laziness of writing the settings 
or the setups or the crashing of one scene crashing into another to keep that flow and to keep that machine moving forward. Yeah. You know, Stevie, even when I think Ed and I wrote nine three-hour nitros, and bro, I can tell you, when we wrote those nine uh, um, nitros and we were done, Stevie, we had to cut them. We had to cut them, not elongate them, cut them. I want to make this comparison, guys, because I broke this down. You Guys, I talk about the entrances every freaking week. What a massive waste of my time. I get so pissed off. I don't need to see Seth Rollins walk to the ring in freaking seven minutes. Bro, listen to the breakdown of this CM Punk. When CM Punk came back last week, listen to the breakdown of this, Ben and Stevie. They hit his music. At the 22nd mark, he comes out. He stops at the top of the ramp, stops at the bottom of the ramp, strikes a pose on the ring apron. At 1 minute and 50 seconds, he asks for the microphone, bro. So from the time we saw him to the time he got the mic, it was a minute and a half. Keep in mind, bro, this guy's been away for nine months. Okay? I think longer than that. So from the time he comes out till the time he's got the microphone in his hands, a minute and a half passes by. Uh, so he starts talking at the he, – he, he gets the mic at the 150 mark. Okay, bro, now we know when Seth gets the mic at the 150 mark, after the singing and everything is done, he's talking about at the 550 mark. Okay, bro? So Punk gets the, the mic at 150. Ben at 230, he's talking. So in other words, he allowed 40 seconds for CM Punk chance. In 40 seconds, Punk is talking. Punk's promo goes, bro, from 2.30 to 9.57. He spoke for 7 minutes and 27 seconds. And what's it always go down? What, 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 it, what does it always go to in the wrestling business that the both of us know? What have you heard a million times? Less is more. Less is more. This guy was gone for almost a year with all that controversy. And in less than seven and a half minutes, he's done with his promo. These, these, especially like Stevie said, bro, because the, the time, you know, Pritchard is always the one that times the shows and, and he's always been very good at it. But guys, we've been seeing lately, bro, by the time they're getting into this main event, there's at least 30 minutes left in this show. At least they're getting, bro, the first match is over 30 minutes into the show. And then the last match begins with 30 seconds left. That's an hour of the show right there. So I, I don't know, bro, if it's the formatting. I don't know what's going on, but these main events, been seem to be getting longer and longer and longer to me. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, the, the main point that you're kind of leaving out there is there's three hours of show to fill. 
(laughs) So, you know, that that's why these segments go on ridiculously long or they stretch it with the crowd chance because they're filling time and they're probably doing it, which here's my gripe of the week is what it is. They said Vince's fingerprints are all over this show too. And you can hear it in the vernacular (laughs) in the, the way these uh, NXT talents are talking and are, are overly scripted with the verbiage they're using that SmackDown got shifted around. And when you say that no one can get to Vince, that he's untouchable, you can't even pitch anything to him. So he's pretty much what zoom calling in or showing up and just going into a private office and ripping up the script and rewriting this and then handing it out to get rewritten again. And I'm just going to stay behind the curtain, like the great Oz. It's a very strange thing of what's going on now. So segments like that, that go seven to 14 minutes, um, could be because what they had is now kicked right out the window. They might have had a plan where things did actually flow and did make sense with entrances. Um, but they're, they're doing, you know, March Ray Mysterio out, get him in the ring, cut to commercial, come back somebody else's promo, then go back to Ray. Like these are ridiculous things where it should go. The first two of, you know, backstage, then cut to whatever it is, then commercial, then raise entrance. You've got the parts. Just switch it of what it is. It's not like you're adding anything or anything's going to be deficient on time. So these are simple switches. So maybe that happens because God mode shows up and goes, nope, scratch that, scratch that, rewrite this, put him here, and there goes the main event. Now you've got five more minutes for the main. Well, we only needed 14. Well, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, that's what's happened the last Raw and then SmackDown this week and now this show last night. So there's a lot of reasons where we're looking at it like, okay, they've got the show complete and that's they're making these mistakes. I think this is... 11th hour shredomatic stuff that, that yeah. is causing a lot of this. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stevie, my next pet peeve. I want to add one more thing. Real quick. Than real the quick. first one, real quick. Uh, unless they can figure out a way to throw away an hour or me, maybe even 90 minutes to two hours to get in and out and have people not worn out. The reason I say that is because, say, NFL, I bring up the, the analogy all the time. You can watch your favorite team for the three hours per week, but if they're not playing each and every week and the NFL brand is presenting different three-hour entertainment choices, this brand split could have potentially solved a little bit of that, but they never stuck to it since day one. So now you're seeing the same faces on three, five, then a pay-per-view. I mean, you're talking about potential of – Eight to nine hours a week of the same faces every week. It's just tired. Yeah, I agree with that. <clears throat> Here's something else that's tired, bro. For the last four weeks or whatever it is, these shows have been revolving around money in the bank. And, you know, they've also made it clear that when you get that briefcase, you can challenge for any title, right? So, bro, money in the bank, money in the bank. Who's going to qualify? Qualifying matches, money in the bank, money in the bank, right? You guys with me so far? Then we have Riddle do a backstage promo where he says, yeah, I challenged Gunther to a <laughs> intercontinental title match, and he accepted. 
then why are we having money in the bank? <laughs> like, if you can, if, if Riddle can just challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental title and not have to win a briefcase to get the title shot of his choice, what is the point of money in the bank, bro? Within 30 minutes of this show, Riddle is saying, I challenged Gunther to a match and he accepted. And 30 minutes later, all the women are in the ring. Who Who's going to get the money in the bank case so they can have a title shot? D- d- does anybody understand how ridiculous that is, Stevie? Well, added on in the same exact show, there's a guy that came out however many weeks ago after the four-week childhood dream came to a real, you know, reality and said, I'm going to be a workhorse champion and has not defended the title more than once. He right. came out for your promo, which was 15 minutes or whatever it was. He could add, oh, hey, what happened to the open challenge? And why would I go and climb a ladder and break my neck when the next time he just says it's an open challenge, I can go out for free and just try to win the title? I'm been are we nitpicking? No, that's this is all eleventh hour stuff where your continuity goes right out the window, man. And, and yeah, it's wild card free agent, pal. That's how it is. Yeah, and now you're pushing Nick Khan and Triple H closer together to be like, oh, we just got fucked again week after week. And is this bigger than Vince not liking the show. Is this some self-sabotage to fuck with them? Is there something bigger going on here? Based on what you just said, Ben, bro, I'm I'm sorry, man, because we know the players and we know the games. You got to immediately go to this place in time. Yeah. Is that why we're beating Carmelo Anthony from NXT his first time out on Monday Night Raw? Is that why we're is Vince still telling Triple H, bro? NXT, you, you're the minor leagues, bro. You come up to my league, the big league. You're the small fish in the big pond, and you're going to get beat. I mean, are we back to that, Ben? It feels like it in a lot of ways of why you bring him up there. Well, he's just the developmental champion. Then they brought up uh, the Witches of Eastwick on uh, on SmackDown and beat them, took their NXT titles off of them and unified them with uh, uh, Frank and Baszler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah or frank and rousey whatever it is yeah, yeah. yeah. uh you know so that there there's a lot of these uh sub- not so subliminal things going on uh for those guys for those kids like i get to be on raw yeah that's a big deal coming up from developmental but there's something a little bit bigger picture it seems going on doesn't it it's got to bro because think about the psychology of this stevie R- real simple if you're a triple a player c- compare you, know, you use nxt with triple a you're a triple-A player. They bring you up to the big leagues. You hit you hit a buck 50. You're sent back down to triple-A. This is exactly what they did with Carmelo Hayes. Okay, bro, you're the champion at triple-H, triple-A. Uh, now we're bringing you up to the major leagues. Now you lose at the major league level. So now we're going to put you back down to triple-A. How does that get this guy over, bro? I don't, I don't understand. I'm going to add to your analogy because essentially what they did was he went out there and batted 150, but they didn't supply him with a baseball bat. He had to hit the ball with his forearms. Yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. he had to swing. Yes. yes. So 
this kid, and by the way, they're already advertising Gold Rush for the next day. Why would I watch it when you just squashed their top guy? And don't tell me it wasn't a squash when, oh, we gave him a drop kick in the beginning and a dive. And, you know, it kid looks good. But as Vince would say and has said, we already got one of those. And where is yeah. that Bobby Lashley or Shelton yeah. Benjamin and Ford? Yeah. And Ford. Because, and- because, Ben, if that's not the case, if hear, hear me out for a second, because this is, this is what Vince Russo's writing. We established Seth Rollins invited uh, Carmelo Anthony to the show. We, we established that. So now Anthony has the match with Finn Balor. Okay, bro? Bro, Finn Balor is dead in the water. The only time Finn Balor has ever been over is when he's the demon. He's dead. He means nothing. He's doing the job to Seth Rollins. Why not, Ben? If if we're if 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 what we're saying isn't true, right? Why not have Carmelo Hayes beat Finn Balor? Now the controversy throughout the show, Hayes now gets Balor's spot at the Money in the Bank, and then Ben Hayes screws Rollins. Hayes F Rollins is over. Rollins was his buddy, brought him on the show. He screws Rollins over to seize the headline, the, the, the spotlight. Now you got to heal. Now you've got a made heal. But no, bro, we're going to beat this guy. We're going to send him back to NXT. And then Balor's going to beat, uh, Balor's going to lose to Seth Rollins at the pay per view. Yeah, and you're you're spot on with what it is. You're just missing a, a one or two parts that that we've conditioned our audience to. Why do we condition our audience to control them, to know to to use them as an extra part of the show off the bench, right? So Finn's rocking and rolling, got getting heat on him. You hit uh, Buddy's music like he's gonna come out and burn it down and do his dance, and the crowd starts going, "Oh, he never has to come out." Finn turns, comes back into something. Big uh, code breaker, go up and hit the frog splash. One, two, three, right there and beat him. Beat him and it's the crowd that did it. And Seth's face comes up on the Titan Tron. <laughs> right? Like, and that, because the whole thing is about getting in Finn's head and reaction so Finn can get more and more pissed off and, and then do what you said, come back to cause him. So we actually have the mind games, the blood feud, and the reason for it, and the kid at, can go back to NXT and go, I beat Finn Balor. And so we, we left a lot on the table here. We had all the conditioning and we used none of it. Same as what they're doing with Owens. I'm going to flip out backstage, but I'm not going to do the Tasmanian devil spot in the ring and start fucking killing people and flip out there where yeah. my anger can actually manifest itself in violence. They, they set the game up and they get none of the payoff out of it whatsoever. Just want to go back to real quick because I think it's more important than anything creatively. Why can't you get to Vince McMahon? Why, as the creator of the show and the top dog, and you're going to do rewrites, seems like he'd be even more hands-on and being like, I don't like what they did. I want you to come here. I'm going to go through this with you. Now they're just getting, what, blind scripts with Vince vernacular, and they're trying to go out there and deliver it like – there was so many middle school middle school deliveries last let's night. Let's talk about that on um <laughs> let's talk about that on Mass Issue Theater. Let's okay. examine that. Let's examine why Vince is now Oz. Let's examine that. Mm-hmm. Man, 
this is this is my biggest pet peeve of the entire night. Okay, first of all, bro, let 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 let's just establish with Stevie. We know how their minds work. They're beating Damian Priest to death because they're going to turn him babyface. So they they think everybody's going to forget about all these losses once he becomes a babyface. So that's why they're beating him to death. This one you got to help me with, Ben and Stevie, because I'm like, are you guys effing kidding me? Sami Zayn is going to go 50-50 with Gunther. Like, are you effing kidding me, bro? He's he's gonna he's gonna come off the top rope on Sami Zayn, who, bro, I swear to God, Stevie, I'm 62. I don't work out. I eat like shit. My body has more definition than Sami Zayn. This there is no definition in this guy's arms. He's got the fat roll in the stomach and he's going toe to toe with a guy that we've seen before and after pictures of. We've seen Gunther's transformation. We've seen what this guy has done. Now, Ben, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't it get Sami Zayn just as over if Gunther's beating him, beating him, beating him, but can't put him away? Doesn't that get him more? But you expect me to believe a guy like Sami Zayn is going to kick out of six uh, Gunther moves? Do you uh, please help me with the logic of Sami Zayn, a tag team wrestler? Going toe-to-toe, move-by-move with a guy who can no question be a main eventer for the company. Yeah, he was uh, way too strong. Would have got over a lot more with uh, more selling and just being on the sell the whole time. So when his comeback came, uh, they would have really been with it and died. Like uh, They they used the phrase fighting spirit whenever these morons stand toe-to-toe and fucking throw elbows in each other's face. The real fighting spirit is is the never day, say die attitude and just can't put him away. And Gunther's like, what else do I got to do to this guy? And Sammy looking like he's concussed and, and out of it, but still keeps going forward until he, they do put him down almost as a merciful thing or what have you. But instead, we went Ring of Honor, class of 2012, 50-50. Nothing means nothing and nobody's over. You, you guys know Don well. Stevie, you know Don well. Back in the day, let's take Hogan, for instance. Bro, Hogan's always looking for that guy to make money with. That, that, that was Hogan's whole career. I could make money with Stud. I could make money with Bundy. I could. That was his whole career, bro. And if he thought he could make money with you, bro, he was going to take you along with the on the ride with him. Bro, if Hulk was around today in his prime and he's looking at a guy like Gunther and Gunther's going 50-50 with a mid-card guy? What is Hulk saying, bro? Hulk saying, I ain't working with this guy. Are you kidding me? If he if he can't put away this guy that weighs a buck 80, he's going to be a challenge to me. Bro, they wouldn't even, veterans of yesteryear wouldn't even work with somebody if they were going 50-50 with somebody beneath them. True or false? Absolutely true. And actually, they do have somebody there that has a Hogan-esque type of discernment when he's looking at future opponents, and that's Brock. Right. Is Brock looking at this saying, this match, 
these series of matches and what they're doing with, I know it's Imperium technically, but one of the actual tag team guys is injured. Why are you having these universes cross? Shouldn't Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, wouldn't they be better served to stir the pot with the bloodline or something and kind of continue that? Why are you doing this this quick left turn to nowhere? Because there's a guy champion who's actually being devalued, like you said, 50-50 booking with somebody that's in a dedicated tag team. The tag team champs are doing jobs to singles wrestlers. Like they've gone from trying to get everybody over to getting absolutely nobody over. It's you got to work really hard to do that. Even harder. You do. You do. That way you to do. Actually put them over. You do. Ben, what's your spin on this? Somebody came in at four o'clock and said, fuck your show. <laughs> That's what it feels like to me, bro. Like that, that there's no, you said, yeah, you got to work really hard or you just need one tornado to come through and wipe out the town. And I'm back, baby. That's an F5. I've been, there's a rumor on the internet uh, this morning. Oh, my. And you can either confirm or deny this. Confirm. Uh, you're confirming this before I, I even know. lay it out. <laughs> uh, rumor on the internet. Can you tell? <laughs> yes, yeah, Stevie. Rumor on the worldwide interweb this morning was that Ben Hameen uh, oh, wow. was there last night in Philly. I think the show was a show in Philly. Where was the show? No, no. Uh, uh, Savannah, Georgia. That was. It was Savannah. And he produced. Uh, the women segment, uh, uh, Money in the Bank segment. Uh, ben, did you produce that segment last I night? I did. I wrote. I, I I acted out every part. I showed them how to do it. Uh, I had Bailey uh, doing all the hot lines last night. Bro, bro, the only one who got over in that promo was Becky Lynch because she didn't say nothing. Didn't say <laughs> nothing, dude. Bro. Ben, how no, no. horrible is time, this at this time, level? Time, ben, time, 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 time. Ben, go ahead. <laughs> So Bailey is absolutely rotten here because we oh, are God. just doing <laughs> and uh, I'm the best. I won. And then it's nothing except for you, EO. You're good. She says something in Japanese because that pops him in the back. Then we cut to fucking Selena Vega interrupting. We've got the Bobby Ashley writer uh, doing a lawsuit about racism and stereotypes. Uh, Zelina Vega doesn't just put over, doesn't say anything about the Puerto Rican pride ever, but puts over Becky Lynch while standing there the entire time, the entire time standing there with a flip-flop in her hand. Do you know about this, uh, Vince? I was wondering about the flip-flop. Please enlighten me, bro. So in Latin culture, it's a long-running joke of the abuela, abuelacita, like uh, your grandmother, your mom, would discipline all the rowdy kids around the house by grabbing the chancleta, the the, uh, flip-flop, and beating the children with a with a flip flop. So we're taking that stereotype of the last forty or fifty years, without without referencing it at all, t- making the girl walk down there with a flip flop, and she has to wait till the fight breaks out to then try and hit somebody with the fucking flip flop to make the veiled racist you, you stereotype. This. I you know pro- that's why it's brilliant. This. That's what I'm saying. This is brilliant. I, I produced this whole thing. <laughs> Do you, think, said, do you, think, you know what I said about that lawsuit? Fuck them! Yeah! John Clayton, abuela, get her! She's a fiery, saucy little pepper belly. Oh my God. Do you think that Vince looked at the lawsuit, the lawsuit for the racial discrimination and all the examples 
and looked at it and said, these are great ideas. Like oh, these yeah, are yeah, all right. Oh, yeah, we need more of this. Who wrote this down? This is my favorite writer of the week right here. <laughs> what Dude. about the fact that they were, they were, it was so NXT where they, they had talked about you pair up with this girl, you pair up with this girl. And Selena needed to do like an obstacle course and get around somebody, not hit that person. Not hit that hit person, that go person. with the chunk. Yeah, the, oh she, she got the chunkla on that one, dude. The only thing worse than that is when, and I, I everybody's been there in wrestling, so I know you have been, I have, where she expects the crowd's hot. It's chanting. It's singing with Seth Rollins. And she goes, I'm bringing the title home to the L nothing. W, w. nothing. Oh, oh, absolutely oh, nothing. Oh, like, shoot me in the face. Uh, yeah. You just want to crawl away. Yep. Should have yeah. just hit herself in the face with the chocolate at that fucking. Uh, and how chocolate. can, how can this whole segment be so awful, man? Um, because this is, am- this is literal, literally amateur hour, bro. This is there's no real acting coaching at NXT, and there there hasn't been um, promo class where you stand in front of your favorite superstars who cut organic promos, and then they go like this, thirty seconds, and then you start to take it home, and then they go, and then you you hit the landing on your little catchphrase everyone goes yay you're a good promo you're a good promo no you're not a good promo you have a lot of amateur acting uh tweaks and and twitches and holding a lot of energy in the wrong spot you don't understand how to take uh bad writing and Vince's words and make it sound um conversational it, it, it all sounds like you're reading off of a cue card um no real active listening to anybody else in the scene work to be able to respond organically or be in the moment in order to do that just waiting to get your little one-two punch in like dude it, it reminded me of going to see my my niece brinley in her sixth sixth grade play you know, like they oh, they, they man, get these participation bro. trophies at NXT and it's bad. And they're standing in the semicircle. The worst thing you could possibly do, stand in a line and look and pass forth back and forth. Like nobody's really relating to anybody out there. It was it was as bad as it gets, you know. Awful, bro. Awful, awful. Mm-hmm. What else, Ben? What else did you want to talk about on this show? For me, the chancleta was everything, buddy. Uh, the chancleta, <laughs> like, like you, you're faced with a racist lawsuit, and you haven't even established the bit. That's not even an established bit. There, she's just walking around with a flip. Has her own shoes on. Oh yeah, I had walking no around. I had, I had walking no around with flip flops. No some. <laughs> there's a there's an empty sandal somewhere. Yeah, maybe Tom yeah, Hanks knows. Yeah, dude, I might as well have her cooking red beans and rice and eating tacos. Like that's the fucking like where we are when you're doing that kind of stuff, man. Like she it's just pop, can't it's stop. popping somebody in the back, Ben. <sighs> I <laughs> I can't even believe he even knows about it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's yeah. a that's a deep like stereotype cut. <laughs> like that's a real deep one, bro. Yeah, yeah. So, Stevie, what any, anything I missed? Anything you want to talk about on, on this show that that stood out to you? Well, I'm going to talk about it more specifically with the uh, Kenny Omega Will Osprey thing dropping him dead on his head with I call it the Russo Driver 91 now because it was good. Yeah, but oh, very nice. Yeah, nice. put over for you because I feel like we've all been Russo drivered onto our heads watching this show. But <laughs> this is a, and on a serious note. 
these three-hour shows, these 20, 30-minute matches that don't mean anything, this physicality that doesn't mean anything, just doing 50-50 booking doesn't mean anything, they're still going to have spinal stenosis. They're still going to have the same concussion. That's a great point. The same injuries and nobody is going to remember. That is such a great point. You know what that reminds me of, Stevie? That reminds me of last night on my uh, YouTube feed. You know, it was Mick Foley and, and Taker sitting down with that Hell in a Cell match and they were breaking it down. And, and it's exactly what Stevie said, bro. We can talk all about you know, what Mick Foley's body is in 2023 and what Taker's body is. But, Stevie, you're going to remember that match from 25 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So at least they got – but, you, you, bro, you hit the nail on the head. All of this is meaningless house show bullshit, but the taxing on their bodies is the same. That's oh, really? a great point, Stevie. I, I, I wish I was yeah. wrong, but unfortunately, it, Father Time gets all of us, no matter how much care you take of yourself. Yeah. What was Cody's dog's name? I forget uh, the name of his dog, but I was glad to. I was glad I liked to see the dog on on camera. But then, I mean, I guess Matilda, but I know they did a lot of terrible shit. The boys did to that dog, and his dog Pharaoh, was a piss as well. Right, Pharaoh. Yeah. So. Um, one thing that, uh, I remember talking to Taya Valkyrie about it too, cause, uh, or maybe it was Maria Canales cause she brought all of her little dogs, uh, to OVW or to, uh, to CW that I had, I had one of my little ones. I was going to have Hameen carry around little dog, right? Like <laughs> just, to, 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 I think it's very, um, what Austin Powers, the fucking heel from I that. Like, like, like a, 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 a flip flop almost. The dog's the flip flop. Yeah, or, or the guy from uh, Inspector Gadget always had the fucking cat, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, Dr. Claw. So I was going to do that, but uh, it was Maria. Talked me down from it. But she was like, don't do it because like they would bring uh, Ty, I think Ty brought her dog and would get super scared of everything that was yeah, going yeah, on and yeah, yeah. traumatic. And I was like, thanks, because I was just in my head of like how cool it looked, but I don't want to. And, yeah. and now at Raw, I know my dogs, if somebody sets off even fireworks for 4th of oh, July God. or whatever, they're freaked, yeah. right? Yeah. So to take that, maybe maybe Pharaoh's cool with it because he's been around it, but I just was like, ah, I wouldn't take my dog to Raw, man. Fucking, A, you don't know what the boys are going to do because they're fucking assholes sometimes while you're out there in your match, you know what I mean? Or or uh, the fact that uh, the, the pyro going off and, and too much crowd work would have been uh, too much for it, but... Look good on camera. Was hanging and banging, doing his thing. So, more dogs on Raw is my note. This, yeah, might be, this might be. This might be just because of my own personal experience with the dog bites and all the other stuff. But what if his dog bit one of the workers or somebody's mm-hmm. kid? Or I mean, you have the potential to have a big nightmare just for wanting to bring your dog to a to a local yeah. TV. You know, they yeah. live in they live in Georgia though, right? Yeah, so it was probably it's just easier like, to get the, the dog at home and, and get back home the same night. Yeah. Yeah. What if? Yeah, we probably thought I was going to get him over with Vince more. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, there you have another. Uh, you know, bro. Again, it's like you know, I, I'm looking uh, at. Sorry, sorry, one thing because I now we're talking, Cody. <laughs> and this is simple separation. Has Cody been using the pedigree any other time as a fuck you after he smashed the throne? Cause he used it last night as a transition that didn't go as a finish. And that could also play into somebody saying, use the pedigree kick out. Yeah, what does that mean? 
And also, uh, also uh, his uh, his uh, cast was coming off during the match, which I found very uh, entertaining. It's excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, I just it's like you know that that uh, you know the um, which I'm gonna call it a Zane Zane um, uh, Gunther match, bro. He, 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 here's what's going on. That's a great house show match. If you want Sami Zayn to go 50-50 with Gunther and 8,000 people are watching it in Savannah, Georgia, great. But that when you're doing the house show on TV, that's the problem. It's not just 8,000 people. It's the entire audience watching Gunther go 50-50 with Sami Zayn. That's the freaking problem. How do they not understand that, Ben? I don't know because it hasn't been Sammy being strong. He, Sammy's over because he was in the bloodline as a kick around and a bullet taker. So he was the human shield and and taking shots to prove himself. It wasn't that he was dominant and kicking the shit out of people. So to have him dominant on a top heel here is absolutely wrong. He should have been on the cell almost the entire time. Yeah. All right. Listen, uh, Coach uh, Ben Hameen, give me uh, what's going on with Horseshoe Genetics. The new play. We got an update on the on the. Uh, dispensary what do we got going on Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah man uh big roadblocks with the dispensary this morning so sorry if my head wasn't kind of in it because i feel like i got the shit stomped out of me uh not just by raw but by <laughs> uh you know building businesses but uh we'll, we'll keep pushing forward that's what we do so uh horseshoe genetics i got to develop a new pesticide uh label so we're doing a all organic pesticide as well plus three other products coming out for nutrient line to have 10 products total so i'm excited about that and uh, a lot of great uh, grower updates from people who got their seeds uh, started i know you're probably fave me but i'll be happy to send you more seeds if shit went wrong i wish you i i, I don't want to ask you because i feel bad but i would love to, to and i would love to you know get the exact soil because that's what it had to be because every, every step mm-hmm. of the process worked everyone just like you said i used existing soil and it it had to be that bin yeah, man, you gotta, you really gotta invest in like a Mother Earth soil or a Roots yeah. Organic or a Fox Farm. It's usually about twenty five or thirty bucks a bag, but that's so, yeah, so that's worth fine. it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I'll I'll walk you through the steps. No worries there, and uh, just uh, continuing with all the HMG business. Really great Monday locker room. With but is the it? Wait, hold on. Before we get to HMG, is it true? Stevie says there's an El Pesticido label O coming to NXT. Is that correct, Ben? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, it's actually a character I've been working on. It's not El, it's, it's not El Santo, it's Monsanto, and yes. it's a giant ear of corn that has come to life and now terrorizes the locker room. Bro, um, the character, the next character I want to see on Raw is Worm Juice. Well, worm juice I is coming. The worm juice character. Yeah, yes. yeah it's going to be everybody will be doing the worm. It's going to be great. I actually bringing back Scotty too hotty to there work under a mask. I go 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 on with uh, Hameen Media Group, please. Yeah, man, I will go on with them and on and on and on. The new Pick'em Challenge is up in the discussion group on Facebook. So if you want to join and uh, get your money in the bank picks in and do the watch alongs, that's great. We're watching AEW and SmackDown Live on Twitch. Uh, the best wrestling fans around, man, our channel attitude.com subscribers. So make sure you guys check your email for info at channel attitude.com because we're doing stuff behind the scenes. So you might need to whitelist that, uh, 
email address so you get all notifications. There may be a password reset or an RSS feed reset. So uh, just bear with us as we're making it bigger, better, faster, and stronger again for you guys. So HMG, five bucks a month, man. And we just added two new shows with uh, the Collision Review, and uh, I think it's combo with Rampage, too. So all you want uh, at HMG. Very nice. Stevie Richards Fitness. What's going on, my friend? You don't want to do El Pesticide Automobile. Uh, we just put out the uh water workout video little road to recovery update uh and yes my wife has alerted the maintenance men to watch the garages and also the leasing office uh to monitor the the apartment gym to make sure they don't see me in the afternoons that's right i'm being being banned but i am going to pick up once again i'm going to have a couple videos produced today uh on the smart board here Probably that that double underhook drop on your head move from Forbidden Door will not be a positive video, but it will be a word of warning since Will Offspray Offspray actually said about a month ago that he needed to curb his style because it was taking a toll at like 28, 30 years old, right? So it's going to be a cautionary tale. And the other one I want to do, and I think you'll appreciate this, Vince, it's always fascinated me why the best people as far as throwing punches have always come from Memphis. Like everybody in Memphis can throw a punch. So I'm going to break that down and talk about it and and try to get the answer for myself because it seems to be an urban legend that like anywhere outside of Memphis, it tends to fall off, but yeah, Waller could still throw a punch even after a stroke much better than most of these kids. So we're going to do a video on that. And of course, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Check out Stevie Richards Fitness and all the recommended brands. And, guys, yeah, I want to talk about two things on the Mass Issue Theater. A, I want to talk about, you know, why why is Vince more isolated than ever, number one. And number two, I want to talk about, bro, you know, now you're getting the internet uh, how lousy this show is because Vince is back in the saddle and this and that. And what I really want to talk about, bro, is, bro, how different were the shows when Hunter was was at the helm? So Somebody's got to explain to me how those shows, when Hunter was supposedly in charge, when all, all three of us said Vince was never retired, I need I need you to explain to me how those shows were so much better than the same crap we're seeing today. We're going to talk about that. Uh, young writer, what's the latest with Vince? You know, Vince has had a change of heart recently. He's looked back. He sees some of the couples on his roster with their kids, with their babies, and dogs, doing all the things. He's, what's that? The dogs, too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he misses Buckus. So I, I, he really looks back and says, maybe – I can get a second chance to re-raise Shane and Stephanie. And now as a thruple, he's got help. And he feels like this time he can do it right. Very with Linda right. and his new husband, young writer. I love oh, wow. As a, oh, wow. Interesting. Interesting. Less is not more in this case. No. <laughs> ben, you want to hear something amazing, bro? I swear, man, talk. And, and this is almost like 25 years ago to the day. Okay. I'm, I'm watching the review Attitude Era show, bro. And Austin just won the title. And now this is the setup for the Austin McMahon match. 
mm-hmm. when Vince won't tell Austin who his next opponent is, and Austin says, how about my next opponent is you? And then, you know, Jerry and and Patterson get Vince all jacked up thinking he can beat him. But, bro, Vince has to, you know, accept the match. So he goes out to the ring. And it was so interesting what he said, Stevie. He, what, what he said, I, I want to I read it to you, bro, because this was like, wow, bro. Like, look at where we are 25. Look at where we are 25 laters. Um, here's what he said, Ben. Listen to this. Uh, Over the last 50 years, uh, WWF has been part of my heritage, my grandfather, my dad, uh, you know, and I want, you know, and I am going to secure um, that uh, heritage to now keep in mind, bro, Shane and Stephanie aren't even on air characters yet. Like we know Shane a little. We've never seen Stephanie on camera ever. He says, bro, I want to. you know, it's a part of my heritage because my grandfather and dad and, you know, I am going to pass that heritage along to my son, my daughter and their children. Wow, bro. So, Ben, my point is that was clearly the plan 25 years ago. That was clearly the plan, man. Shane, Stephanie and their kids. And here we are today, and he doesn't even own the company anymore, bro. Yeah, it's very telling that somewhere along the uh, lines, uh, you know, something went seriously awry from from that battle plan. Get me Declan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we are going to jump over to Master Shoot Theater, guys. You know you can get that on Patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. We will bring you right in the heart of Stanford, Connecticut, and see what's going on with Vince. That is it, everybody. For me, Coach Amin and El Pesticido, we will see you at Master Shoot Theater. You want to laugh, Russo? <laughs> <laughs>